This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Oh, yeah, I agree with the notion that we are 4.3 million jobs more than last Christmas that Steve made, but we're probably about 4.3 to 4.7 million less than we were pre-COVID. And as far as the wage spiral, consider something very simple. All the metrics today, all PPI, as I said, had their high watermark, their highest level, whether month over month over year over year, was in March. Guess what year over year wages were in March? Year-over-year hourly earnings were up 5.6% in March. That was their high watermark, so across the board. And, yes, they went under 5% for October, and they came back in the November jobs report to slightly over 5 But I don't see a spiral there. I see stubbornness, but I don't see guns hot, and I think that's significant. Hotter than expected on the headline and the core numbers. For more on the markets and the market reaction right now, I want to bring in uh, Brendan Vangella. Chief Investment Officer at Sandhill Global Advisors, also a CNBC contributor. You're watching the markets uh, moving lower already as expectations that maybe Jay Powell is going to say inflation's still here. What do you think? I think we need to wait to get the CPI number next week, but I will say that this figure, the PPI this morning, is certainly a disappointment. You're here to make a significant announcement. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but... Actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so, like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. So your voting record is pretty capital D, Democratic. I mean, your views are generally that of a moderate centrist Democrat. How does leaving the party change how you do your job? Well, I don't think anything will change about how I do my job. Um, Arizona sent me to the United States Senate to be an independent voice for our state, and I'll continue doing that. What I think is important about this decision and, and this move is that I'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not be, you know, stuck into one party's demands of following without thinking. And and as we've seen in recent years, both parties have created this uh, kind of requirement or a pull towards the edges that you just unthinkingly support all of one party's viewpoints. It's made it difficult to find folks who are willing to work together and solve problems. Now, as you know, Jake, we've been able to do a lot of bipartisan work over the last couple of years, and I'm incredibly proud of that. And I think it's important for folks across my state and, and frankly, across the country to say, yep, yeah, there's someone, there's someone that's kind of like me. 
doesn't fit neatly into one box or the other, but is standing up for their values, for what they believe in, and is doing it without trying to get one over on the other party or beat the other guy. Yeah. And, and, and finally, um, uh, I hate to even bring it up. This Elon Musk, the Twitter files, Twitter, fi- Twitter file. It is so laborious. And there are people that are catastrophizing in some cases over terms of services that were talked about in 2018. But every day somebody else puts on sackcloths and ashes and they act like the world is coming to an end. Could you just sort through? It, it's just nonsense. I still, for the life of me, I can't figure out why Elon Musk is wasting his time in all of this nonsense, but he is. So whatever. Can you explain to us what's going on here? Well, I think what you're seeing is you are seeing inside um, how some of these decisions were made. This idea we've long heard about shadow banning and and which which tweets are, are getting amplified and which tweets are being de-amplified. And we're starting to see how some of that worked. One of the things that Elon Musk said early on when he bought this company was that he wanted to make it more transparent, open up how that happened. You'd hear from people uh, years ago who would say that they're being shadow banned and they didn't know it or didn't know how it happened. So now we're seeing some of that. I'm not sure it's a surprise. And I think if you do believe in content moderation and there's a question, is content moderation uh, at odds with free speech? And that's part of what this is all about. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing some of that. Having said that, I, I'm not sure, as I said, it's a surprise. And the question from an economic perspective is whether advertisers look at this and look at the prospect of this stuff getting distributed the way it is and say, I want to actually put money behind this company or not. And as you know, he has a lot of debt that he's going to actually have to pay down over time. And so getting advertisers to get back on that platform are going to be important to him. And I think it's still a, a big open question uh, about whether they're planned to support him or not. Bad day for Andrew Ross Sorkin there of the New York Times. Friday, 9 December in the year of our Lord, 2022. Of course, Elon Musk bought a crime scene. That's not exactly what the, the Guardian's not specifically talking about uh, in their weekly magazine. Not specifically talking about uh, Twitter, another topic, but it is a crime scene, as we said. He bought a crime scene, and now he's going through the forensics, which only gets curiouser and curiouser every second. Of course, Joe, Joe Scarborough's got the big scrunched-up face. He's got the Mika face. He, he's got Mika face. By the way, welcome to the adjunct of Morning Mika. We're going to put these mugs, you know, we're going to start selling these mugs. We'll sell two billion of them. Um, bad news on... Inflation, you saw the scrunched up faces, Steve Leesman and the guys of CNBC. Bad news on inflation. Uh, it's persistent. Got to wait, wait for the consumer number, but the producer price number just hanging will not come down. So that's going to be a big question about what the Fed's going to do about all of this. You've got uh, Kristen Cinema, a surprise to everybody except for the war room. We said back when she went to McConnell, remember she went up to Kentucky? The McConnell Institute, good God, what is that? The McConnell Institute up, I think, in Lexington gave a talk. This was, I think, in September, right after Labor Day, if memory serves me correctly. And uh, she talked about the filibuster. And we said at the time that she's looking to become an independent, so is Manchin. If we had won on Tuesday with Herschel Walker, she would have gone independent in caucus with the Republicans. That's the type of prize we had on Tuesday to actually take control of the Senate.
but you see Manchin and others are going to be, so the Senate is essentially going to be tied. Um, she's going to caucus with the Democrats. At least she's indicating she's going to caucus with the Democrats. We'll get in all of that. I think Carrie Lake today, later today is going to drop, uh, her, um, suit. We're going to talk about this later, her suit in Arizona to claim the governorship that she won and was stolen from her. I want to start with Darren Beatty. Darren, um, Morning Joe goes, I don't know why he has just one. I don't know why he has to continue on. It's like the world is coming to an end. It, it's bad news. All the lies and misrepresentations in it's not just the media. It's the true stories coming out in the administrative state. You see their direct. I mean, you've been dead right. This is a law enforcement, quote unquote, an intelligence apparatus, not really a company. You know, it's the it's the global town hall. And, and they're in complete um, meltdown about the implications, particularly as they drill down more and show the lying misrepresentation cover up inside the crime scene called a Twitter. Darren Beatty of Revolver, your assessment, sir. Well, I mean, it's certainly pleasant to see them squirm at uh, MSNBC. And but it's also kind of remarkable to see how they play this off like it's nothing it's like oh yeah that's nothing you know most important communications platform in the world is just yeah. actively aggressively it's, 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 and- it, it, no 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 it's a ter- it's a term of service debate darren Beatty and matt taibbi and uh barry vice and all that you're having you're you're really having a discussion about a term of service from 2018 that's he framed it correctly didn't he uh, joe scarborough I mean, it's, but it's, it goes to show there's, there's no amount of revelation that will shock these people into shame. They'll never feel shame. So just forget about it. It's like for them to play it down like it's nothing. And even to say it's a terms of service issue where, you know, we've seen repeatedly throughout these Twitter files that for one, they basically shoehorned this contrived and false pretext of hack materials in order to censor coverage of the Hunter Biden laptop in you know the immediate period leading up to the presidential election. And then we learned last night that they've done a similar thing um, in order to contrive a pretext in order to ban certain Twitter accounts like libs of TikTok. In their internal communications, they admit that this particular account didn't even violate any of their rules. And they're saying, nonetheless... And they implicitly invoke this concept that we've discussed on Revolver News and elsewhere called stochastic terrorism. They're saying, even though there isn't an explicit violation of our rules, and they're like, please, please violate so we can permanently ban. But as long as there's no explicit violation, we are going to say that there is a general atmosphere of sort of negativity directed at marginalized groups, which could result in violence. And this is all speaking implicitly to this concept of stochastic terrorism, by which they mean anytime you criticize anyone that you don't want them to criticize, that could be catalyzing some random crazy person to engage in an act of violence against that person. So because any kind of critical speech could potentially lead to violence, we need to silence it and crush it. Only the wonderful thing about that is it doesn't apply to their side. And as another part of the Twitter files revelations uh, um, exposed is that, 
people were actually doxing and putting the you know home address of the account holder behind libs of TikTok in a manner that was actually designed to inspire violence. And Twitter did nothing about it, despite the fact that they were justifying the censorship of this account with the same rationale. So it's really, I mean, again, in a way, I'd have to agree with the MSNBC is that it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise to me. And I guarantee you there are far worse things that haven't yet come out and might not come out, which is an issue we should talk about as to what kind of exercise this Twitter files thing is. Is it, you know, to provide a little bit of transparency, but also to cover up the big stuff? Or is it a full kind of sanitation exercise to fully expunge all of the sewage from from Twitter's, you know, internal communications and actually get on uh, a new start on the right foot? But but what we know so far Talk about Baker. We we know that even in their process of trying to do this, they've been internally. This is why they fired Baker unceremoniously. Fired Baker because inside we now know that even when Elon Musk was there with, and he's got some heavy guys he brought in, lawyers and others, Alex Spiro, David Sachs. These are right. very heavy individuals. They Baker looked him in the eye and lied to them then. And even they're implicating right. he may have destroyed evidence. Walk us, give us a minute on that before we go to break. Well, that's, I mean, that's an astonishing possibility. And, you know, in, unless he was um, some kind of ultra sophisticated technician, chances are if he were deleting incriminating files, there would be a digital trail of these attempts at deletion. And if that's the case, that clearly needs to be made. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters sq.com, and download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free, so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. You can tell from the economic news, and uh, it ain't going to get better. It's going to get a lot worse. We're going to talk about what's happening on Capitol Hill. I think we've got some victories coming up if we stay focused and if you guys continue to work the phones. I'm hearing overwhelmingly calls into the House and Senate about uh, no omnibus um, no debt ceiling relief. You're not thrilled about the defense budget, the woke defense budget, and of course, amnesty. 
uh, blown up this move by Tom Tillis and um, these collaborationists to try to push through amnesty. We did get news in the amnesty bill that can't be, it's not going to be part of any omnibus. That was the trick. They're going to try to attach it to it to make sure you can just get it through on 51 votes. Can't happen. Um, that's off the table. So we're continuing to pound. All you can do is pound. I think this so far, if we keep pounding, not too shabby, but you can't afford to pay for any of this stuff. They're not even talking about how you finance the omnibus bill, just going to print money. It's going to be a tough Christmas. Next Christmas may be even tougher. you got a husband, your resources, MyPillow.com. If you're going to give a gift, particularly somebody in the war room posse, give something from MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. You've got uh, up to 80% off. The inventory and clearance sale is going to remain, uh, given the fact this is going to be a tough Christmas. So make sure you go check it out. Warroom, uh, mypillow.com, promo code warm. Support the great American manufacturing company up in Minnesota. And of course, the armor piercing show that is and will be Mike Lindell, who's now running for the head of the RNC. He and Harmeet Dillon. Another letter out today from seven. We had uh, Andrew Clyde on the other day. Very impressive guy, former naval officer, combat veteran, coming in, uh, thrown in hard on uh, big tech. In the big tech censorship, he wants to break up the duopoly. He signed a letter. I think seven of them signed a letter to McCarthy, laid out five or six things that have to happen, include vacate the chair, which basically keeps the speaker on a, on the, uh, on a, uh, on a short leash, which McCarthy says he'll never do. So it looks like you got five. These seven look like at least they, they say they're going to be no votes. So you may have 10, 12. I hear there may be even more. So that thing's heating up nonstop. I want to go back to Darren Beatty over revolver. Darren, here's the thing. You called this the global town hall. And here's what's evident. The left has had it so easy in controlling the narrative. And now, you know, it's it's going to be because they're fact-checking. Elon Musk is putting and, – and by the way, for, for some people are sitting there going, Steve, you're always running down Elon Musk. Hey, what he's doing on Twitter and particularly on the call, and I, was, and I hung around for all four hours of it. We were working on other things, but I had one ear open, two hours of Elon – talking two hours of Seb Gork and some other guys, the 10 guys that interviewed him uh, talking. Uh, he says he spent 90% of his time on engineering. I think it's far inferior to getter, right? I just do. You could tell even from the talk they had, we had 40,000 people live streaming on getter. Uh, he's spending 90% of his, on his time on engineering. I said, the guy's a great engineer. My issue with him is number one, his involvement with the Chinese Communist Party. I'm not backing off that. You don't like that. That's, it's free country. That's okay. He's financing. They're talking now about even taking a bigger margin loan on Tesla. He's fin- Binance and Sequoia. Sequoia is a front for the CCP, the b- big uh, venture capital fund in Silicon Valley. Open secret. They're under investigation, by the way, on by House Intel. They don't may not know that, but they're under investigation by House Intel, have been for a long time. Binance. That's another front organization. That guy's CCP. Um, you've got, um, and, and you've got Tesla, where he's got the, all the stock. He's all his Tesla stocks margin by the CCP. The thing's fully financed by CCP. Plus, my bigger concern is Neuralink. And no, I'm not that concerned about the experiments on monkeys. You've got to do what you got to, you know, that's supposed to be regulated. <clears throat> and Fauci and these guys clearly don't play by the rules on that, but there's supposed to be regulations about animals so they're not tortured. My bigger problem is what he's doing with humans. Putting chips in. We got Joe Allen coming up. I think in Netherlands, they're putting ads out right now about kids getting chipped because it makes you, you know, you don't have to put your hands on your phone. You can just do it all in your brain. You can TikTok from your brain. 
I get a big problem with Elon Musk on that. I get a big problem with the CCP. And if you got, and if some people don't like it because I'm getting a little bit lit in the comments, that's okay. This is the comments on Getter. That's okay. It's a free country. You, you can speak your piece. I respect your speaking your piece, but I'm not backing off those two things. But I think on Twitter, he's doing as good a job as he can, Darren Beatty. Your public town square, the left, they're just not going to have it easy anymore. Morning, Joe, that's where the scrunched faces. The world is coming to an end, Joe Scarborough says. His world is coming to an end. Is that not correct, Darren? These guys have been fat, dumb, and happy uh, with Twitter as a town hall where they can crush Charlie Kirk, Dan Bongino, Darren Beatty, don't have to have Revolver, take War Room. Our Twitter – I don't have – never had a Twitter account. Even when I was partners with Andrew Breitbart, who was the king of Twitter before Trump and Elon Musk ever even came on the horizon, he was the king of Twitter. Uh, we had War Room, and it was taken down because we were putting up information uh, from the hard drive laptop from hell on, on Biden. And we now know – that the government tabies exposed that the White House went to them and said, take down the pictures, Darren Beatty. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing to see them freak out over the prospect of the other side having a modicum of speech. It's still nowhere near an even playing field because this exists within a broader ecosystem. And um, I suspect the regime is yet to pull some levers it has at its disposal in order to attack Elon. So the story hasn't been fully written yet, but it's certainly true that if you're on the left, if you're one of these sort of mediocre commentators like Scarborough, it's like these people have never had an original idea in their lives. They've never demonstrated courage in their lives. They're sitting on the easiest type of sinecures imaginable because they're just mindlessly parroting everything that's shoved into their mouths by a system that is, you know, much bigger than them and that they don't fully understand. And so for these kind of mediocrities, like when they get a little taste of what it would look like in a level playing field, they freak out, not just because it speaks to maybe a change in sort of the, competitive dynamic between right and left, but because it forces them, however slightly, however implicitly and subconsciously, to confront the fact of their own inadequacy and mediocrity, because they see just what it, they get a hint of what it would look like if we were in a real playing field and it were just two sides in the arena without any thumbs tipping the scales. So, I think it's interesting to see as a kind of but but hang on but 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 but, but hang on hang on whoa 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 don't bury the lead here. What this is showing is that your theory of the case it's not just some tech platform and it's a couple articles on Atlantic and it's some stuff and they're saying oh war rooms a fringe. Uh, podcast and Darren Beatty's a white nationalist who went to lunch one time and gave a speech at a, a guy sat in the audience. It's not that it's showing the complete interlocking nature of the national security apparatus and the media. They are literally merged in one and having back channel conversations, talking, doing exactly what they want. The White House can call up. FBI can call up. They're having meetings. They're taking all these FBI agents and hiring them. They're, they're, they're it's what Andy Clyde's, uh, law, his bill is that says, the government can't do something indirectly that they're prohibited from the Constitution from doing directly. He's saying, hey, Facebook, Twitter, 
all these are just arms of the U.S. national security state. The, isn't what Elon Musk has just proven in the last 10 days show that? And, and that's why they don't want to talk about it. That's why they got Andrew Sorkin saying, you know, they better watch out. They're not going to be advertisers, you know, the warning shots, the warning shots, correct? Absolutely. And look, that's why when they say that free speech on Twitter is a threat to national security, they are right. They are right in the sense that the globalist American empire is so predicated on a series of malicious lies that it simply cannot coexist with an atmosphere of free speech at scale, which is what Elon Musk threatens to restore on Twitter. The crooks who run this illegitimate regime couldn't survive one day in an atmosphere of free speech. And that's why it is an existential issue. That's why, in the precise sense, it is a national security threat. And it's funny that you mentioned sort of your misgivings um, in relation to Elon and connections with, with the CCP, which I fully understand and respect. And it's funny because I have similar misgivings in relation to Elon's connections with our government, <laughs> with the with the <laughs> right. globalist American <laughs> empire, which unfortunately right. I think has become almost as evil, almost as corrupt, almost as censorious as the CCP itself, and um, that's oh, there's you know, no doubt. That's the there's no I doubt. would look. But they're threatening him. That that's why the implication of Morning Joe today and having Sorkin on their business guy. Is the, the, the show that the empires, remember, it's a com- combination of, of big media, uh, of big media and big tech oligarchs, but also global corporations with the authoritarian administrative state to kind of manage this. And they're telling Absolutely. Elon, Hey, dude, we know you need us on SpaceX. We know you need us on the batteries for Tesla. You need us on all these different things. That's all going to get cut off, right? The, the, right. They're, they're signing executive orders right now. The pressure this guy's right. going to be under is enormous, is it not, Darren Beatty? Right. Well, this is this is all sort of predicted in our in our classic piece, and Elon really needs to take stock of what his leverage is and what the other side's leverage is. And it's an interesting thing because, you know, as all sort of all big tech at the highest level in the United States is effectively glorified IT support for the regime. You don't reach the, a high big level of big tech if you aren't fundamentally intertwined with the government. That's just the reality. It's not even necessarily right. a knock on Elon. It applies no, no. to all, all big tech. And, and the thing is, is that he was allowed to be, become so big that actually the leverage works in both directions now. Yeah. And so I'd be happy Hang to on for a second. We're, we're going to finish this thought right after the break. He's right. By the way, they just got Pentagon just awarded massive contracts to Amazon and Google yesterday. For what? Wait for it. IT, IT support. This is why the defense bills a trillion dollars. Dr. Uh, Jeffrey Tucker on Mike Pence next. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing in life is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get the same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. 
They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country, support a company that does. Patriot Mobile. You get there by going to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. By the way, America Fest is going to take place 17 to 20 December in Metro Phoenix. We're going to be there doing the show live. It's Charlie Kirk, the team, Josh Hawley, MTG, Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, Greg Gutfeld, Laura Ingram, tons of folks, speakers, workshops, all of it. Make sure you go to tpusa.com slash warm. Get your tickets. Also, you get a huge discount on the Charlie Kirk book, The College Scam, that if you're thinking of college or going to college or thinking about paying for somebody to go to college, read it first. TPUSADesk.com slash warm. It's going to be unique. We're going to do meet and greets. We'll get to see everybody that comes out there. So looking for a big representation of the Warren Posse. Great way to end the year. Better way to start the year. We're going to be firing off the football. A lot of, a lot of uh, battles up here on Capitol Hill right now to make sure we don't keep saying, I would love for President Trump to jump in here. Maybe those true social, some of those truths, somebody down there in the brain trust, underline, hint, hint. May engage him on because they're trying to handcuff his second term right here with the debt ceiling fight, the amnesty fight, the uh, uh, the omnibus two trillion unfunded, um, the defense authorization a trillion dollar defense bill. Look, I'm as big a hawk as you can get. I'm not a neocon, but I'm a hawk. Particularly everything related to our our um, existential threat, the Chinese Communist Party, who she's in. Uh, Saudi, the guys we defend, the oil, you know, we've been defending the royal family there since the 19, uh, well, since the 1950s or 60s, but particularly since the 1980s. And, uh, and they were quite helpful in bringing down the Soviet Union, um, with President Reagan. But, uh, they cut a deal with Xi. The BRICS right now are trying to get a basket of currencies or some sort of basket that can get off of the dollar being the prime reserve currency. And once that happens, your life changes radically we become argentina okay that's where we're trying to put so much emphasis and focus on our currency and on our dollar what it means to you in your personal life what it means in your community's life what it means in the nation's life so right now they're they're cutting a massive deal i think 35 agreements they've signed when they made biden show up you know get an uber come over to some look like hotel fist bump uh you know the prince for a global uh uh belly laugh about the Khashoggi situation and she comes and it's like an emperor showing up, like an emperor coming to the kingdom. So uh massive implications for that. Uh Tierman's gonna be on uh Brazil's on the edge. I think we're seeing some movement there. Tierman's gonna be in the second hour. Uh we also got James O'Keefe and we got uh, Jack Basobic coming up. Darren Beatty, how can people follow this story? The Twitter thing, you're absolutely correct. 
there's an apparatus that they've used for control. Let's be honest. They've used it for control. It's coming apart. And they're so they're so fat, dumb and happy. They're so the left media is so owned by the government. They're as lazy as any of these bureaucrats. And that's why they're in panic mode because they don't have the hustle. They don't have the uh, the hunger. They won't dive for the basketball. Right. That the uh, that the conservative media will all these scrappy conservative sites, uh, including Revolver, one of the best. By the way, the up on Drudge, they got the the list of the traffic. Uh, Kane over at, uh, which is a one man ban essentially over at Citizens Free Press, 243 million page views on Citizens Free Press. Massive shout out to him and also to the Hoffs. Did an incredible job. Over a hundred million, I think, for the Hoffs over at Gateway. Um, Darren, how do people get to you? What, what, how do they get to you on social media? What are your coordinates? Cause you're following this thing with perceptive analysis 24 seven revolver.news we've got a little roundup on the twitter files at the top and we've chronicled the story of this hideous grinch who's trying to interfere with revolver speaking of all the headaches that you have to deal with if you try to make a business of irritating and exposing the fbi it's not the best business model to be honest in terms of um, do you have a do, do you have do you have a stalk you know the reason i think you have a stalker she's a female a female stalker is you oh, come yes. on War Room, cause no offense, you, your Tucker stuff's nice, but you're a little too cleaned up for, you know, you come in in prime time and they, you know, they make you, your, your hair's comb, you got a coat on. You come on, particularly we haven't had you on at 10 o'clock a lot, but you come on, you look like an unmade bed, right? I think that's there part you of go. your charm. That's, that's, you exude it, you exude unmade bedness and you've got, you've now got a stalker. Right. It's, no, it's the, it's the rugged, it's the rugged look that's irresistible. But we, but this, the stalker is, it's unbelievable. And it's this one lady who's Soros funded, who's absolutely obsessed with me, absolutely obsessed with revolver. She's every time we get an ad deal, she's on it and harassing, you know, the ad, uh, the advertising companies like some kind of angry, X sort of situation. It's, it's very creepy. It's very weird. And frankly, it's annoying. And it's one of the many headaches that you just have to take on as part of your life. Again, if you try to make a living attacking the FBI, exposing the regime, it's the one thing that you're not supposed to be able to do. It's, it's bad enough to be able to speak your mind, but to make a living speaking your mind and attacking the regime, that shouldn't be possible. That shouldn't be allowed. And the system, employs full-time sewer people like this woman, as I called her, stalkers, um, to come and just make your make your life uh, a little mm. bit more difficult. But it's ultimately not a big deal. We're doing great. Um, and you can find us at revolver.news, all the latest stuff. We've got a big piece coming up um, in a couple of days, so I'll talk more about that. Uh, but in the meantime, revolver.news, I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beattie, and we are at Gitter, which is the most technologically sophisticated of the social media yeah. platform at Revolver no News. It's no doubt. Okay. Thanks, Darren. Yep. Look forward to having you back. Always great. Um, another site I go to all the time is Brownstone. It's because of Dr. Jeffrey Tucker. He joins us now. We've got Natalie Winters also. Dr. Tucker, you've, <laughs> you've, actually done something i tell people read these books there's so many buried leads in them right and these guys hang themselves on their books because they can't help but start to brag tell me about judas pence his book 
and what he reveals about as his as being head. People kind of forget memory hold this. He was head of the task force for President Trump. He was actually running all things related to COVID. Was he not Dr. Jeffrey Tucker? That is precisely what he did. And he brags about it in his book. And, and, and by the way, I didn't want to read this book. I mean, I didn't want to download it. I put, put, put it, right? Putting it off for weeks. I mean, just insufferable. I mean, just look at the name of it. Uh, for, what is the name of it? Something like God, you know, God we or, trust or something. In God, I have something, no, for this, you know, something. Anyway, just filial pietism just, just oozing out, you know, of the, the entire treatise, you know. So it's unbearable. And then he, I think he hired an editor to sprinkle the thing with Bible verses everywhere <laughs> because you just never know. Yeah, it has to. Uh, has to. Uh, anyway, um, it's, it's an abuse of the faith as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, he does actually reveal his, his role. It is, it's, I should say confirmed his role because it's been confirmed in Burks's book and the Washpo book and, and Kushner's book and everything else. Yes, he was the head of the, of the coronavirus task force. He's the one who brought in Burks. He's the one who provided Fauci cover and he praises Fauci to the skies in this book. Oh, what a great expert. He was such a great man. Uh, just a great team player, just the, you know, the perfect guy. And then he talks about how he's the one who got the ventilators that, uh, you know, that killed your grandfather. And uh, he's the one that arranged for all the masks to be bought uh, from, uh, from China. And he's, he's the one who did this and this. And then he made the peace between uh, Governor Whitmer, uh, and, and Trump. And blessed are the peacemakers, he adds, you know, so yeah, he's, he's blessed, right, for that. And and then, you know, at some point in this narrative, uh, Trump realizes that he's being trolled and tricked by uh, probably operatives from the National Security Council, National Security State, and, and gets fed up with it, right? He's done with the controls, ready to uh, to open up the country. And, and, and Pence in this book reveals that it was he who sent Redfield and Burks on this nationwide tour uh, of governors to persuade them to keep the schools closed, to uh, to, to to force their citizens. Whoa, in. hang on, whoa, 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 slow down, because I have not read Judas Pence's book. Um, he actually says yeah. that he's the one yes. that that sent yes. these guys out to kind of circumvent yes. Trump's. Uh, yes. Hey, we've had enough yes, yes. of this. Yes, yes, and circumvent is exactly right. I mean, they they were active acting as a kind of a shadow government and letting you know. And they treated Trump like a marionette, you know. Get get out there, Mister Dancing Bear, and appeal to your to appeal to your base. We're busy doing the work of the administrative state here, and and so you know. They, so when Trump got wise to the whole thing, he basically kicked him out of the Oval Office. They went to Pence and said, "Well, you really need to go on a nationwide tour, don't you think?" He said, "Yeah, you're doing you're doing the work of a good public service in the in the interest of public health. Get out there, and I'll give you cover." And he says this in his book. Uh, by the way, he also says that it wasn't just about public health. It was about national security, which I think is very interesting, very interesting admission here. But anyway, it was Pence that gave Burks and, uh, in particular, cover to run around all the states. Christy Nome t- told her to take a hike and you know, get out of, we don't want you in South Dakota. But a lot of governors were stupid enough to allow her to come in and enter into their offices. And she said, here's my model. You really need to keep the schools closed and keep those businesses closed. We really need more social distancing and put everybody in masks. And they even got to, you know, a number of states, including Texas, right? 
so that was a real tragedy. It was Burke that was responsible for it. And Pence, who gave Burke's cover and gave her the green light to go around the country doing this. And Burke says this in her book, right? I, which I found outrageous. She was all upset and, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, facing this, so this model and, you know, situation because Trump wouldn't talk to her anymore. And so she went to Pence and said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Should I quit? And he said, no, you must continue to do the work of the nation and sent her on this tour of the states. So he says that in, in the book. And so, yeah, he was the guy who basically, I, I would argue, tanked the entire Trump administration and wrecked the country by by being this sort of goody two-shoes on camera you know, and oh, the great President Trump this, great President Trump that, which he said every day for the national media on these press mm-hmm. conferences, that sort of, you know, you know, in private, he was on, on Team Fauci and Team Burks and, and the entire national security, uh, state, uh, that, that he was the guy. He was the guy. I don't know. Maybe they used him, but he was a willing participant in it. And in his book, he brags about it. That that everything they did was right. What what is the, when he, the fifteen days of flattening the curve? Because people didn't have a lot of information then. Does he ever talk no. about the evidence that came after the fifteen days? Because remember, then they extended it off of data. They had new models. Does he ever talk about uh, his looking at analytics, looking at data, looking at evidence? Where he because he was head of the task force. He would weigh and measure, measure with Fauci what the evidence says. Is anything in the book talk about that as you remember? Well, <laughs> in some sense, you can't believe a word of this book. But he does say that it was he who presented the data to the coronavirus task force. And, uh, you know, he claims that he, he walked in with the data. He, but there's this he, 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 he presented the data. That's he what he claims, that right? Claims, yeah, he claims that he was this master of of data, you know, and came in and presented to the coronavirus oh. task force. Hang on. Okay. Hold on. We're going to go to break. I want you to hold. I want a, a dramatic pause here so we can hold the audience through. Short commercial break. Natalie Winters, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Tucker on Judas Pence, uh, self-congratulatory, unctuous autobiography where he, uh, no offense, destroys himself with his hoisted on his own petard i think is the saying also have joe reek uh, from my patriot supply the great james o'keefe the great uh jack posobic brandon showwater of the christian post matthew tierman about on the edge in latin america particularly in brazil all of it where only in the war room Look, you did the tough thing during COVID, you paid your people, and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated. But nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. 
You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDtaxrelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDtaxrelief.org. There has arrived the new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Make sure you get to Getter. Download it. It's easy to use. I use it, and I'm an idiot, okay? I put up all my stuff on uh, my post, and you got the worm. You got all you got all our contributors. It will give you a much more immersive experience than what you get just on your uh, time on the war room. Make sure you make the best use of your time. Get on Getter. Um, Mike Pence does this to himself. This is not anybody. This is so. This is the key point from the because it was very uncertain at the time. From the 15 days lockdown, that was to stop death so that you didn't overwhelm the ICU units. Remember that was ICU bed capacity. All those terms and concepts. But the extension of that is really when this thing started to spin a little bit out of control by the administrative state. Walk me through that. How did they convince? Is there any scene in there where they try to convince President Trump to extend the 14 days to flatten the curve? He did the 15, the 15 days to flatten the curve. How did that – how does Pence describe the extension of that? Because that's one of the key points right. in this entire you know, the evolution of this issue. Sir, well, I would I would say at a turning point in the history of, of civilization, actually, right? So, 15 days. Uh, Trump is fed up at this point. It's like, look, we can't just you know make the cure worse than the disease. You know that everything's falling apart. What are we going to do now? Keep in mind, Steve, Burke's never had any intention of leaving it at two weeks. She says this in her book that that was always a ruse. So now they had to convince him to to go further for another 30 days. So they walk. So they have this little confab, right? So it's Fauci and Red 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 Redfield and and, and Burks and Pants is there. And so Burke shows this chart. She's like, well, here are two lines that come from our models. Uh, the first one is if we open up, there will be 2.2 million dead people uh, by, by the end of the year. And that's what happens if, if you let, you know, people open businesses and be free. On the other hand, if you keep these mitigation strategies alive and keep everything closed down for another 30 days, another 30 days is all we're asking for, then the death line goes way down. So Pence looks at this and goes, that's a really very interesting piece of science you've presented toward, to us today, uh, Dr. Burks. Uh, it seems to me we have to keep the country locked down. And Trump is like, geez, I'm just surrounded by these people. What's he going to do? Right? Everybody around him, Kushner, his vice president, Burks, Fauci, all these people, keep the country locked down. So he goes, yeah, all right. So that was it. But this is where, but by the way, this is where you know it because they all wrote books. And you can all cross-reference the book about yeah. this scene, correct? That, you've, that's got, right. you've, you, you've done it, so we don't have to. By the way, I don't want anybody in this audience to, to read this book. Somehow we will summarize. I mean, not read it. We will, we will summarize. I don't want you to buy it, okay? No more money to Judas Pence because that's what his publisher wants. <laughs> that's, that's we sell a lot of books so here. We ain't sell- my review uh, doctor, so many parts okay, so you don't have to buy it's, it. 
this is how important this piece is. I think it's the lead story. It was lead story earlier today on Rooker politics. And those guys are probably the best curators out there of important topics. How do they get to Brownstone? Because the work you're doing, you did the national security piece the other day. What you guys are doing is incredible. How do people get to the site and how yeah. do they, what are your coordinates on social media? Yeah, brownstone.org. We're also brownstone inst on uh, Twitter and Getter. And you should sign up for the emails because that's one way we can really contact uh, you. We only send one uh, a week. My own personal uh, Twitter account is, uh, uh, is Jeffrey A. Tucker. And then also, uh, of course, I'm on, on Gitter. But, yes, please stay in touch. I mean, we, <laughs> we're just at the beginning of discovering the fullness mm-hmm. of the junta that sees control of the country. And we're, we're just really beginning. To, we're continuing the investigations. We've got a lot more to do, though. Oh, no, no. We're at the top of the first inning of this. Dr. Jeffrey Tucker, thank you. Thank you for the book review. <laughs> thank you, Steve, for having me. Tucker read it. Tucker read it. Jeffrey Tucker read it so you don't have to. Now, all that being said, we bring in Natalie Winters, the uh, exec- the, uh, paid, the, uh, the leading assassin at the war. <laughs> Excuse me. I shouldn't say that. They get all upset. That the exec- her official formal title is executive editor. <laughs> Fauci's angry with you, Natalie, and angry with a war room, is he not, uh, ma'am? I know. Well, according to Mr. Science, so we have to trust everything he says, you and I are low-life trolls. Uh, that's a direct quote. And we're also cowards uh, because we dare to speak out not just against his horrible approach to COVID-19, but specifically have gone after the members of his family um, not only for their clearly partisan activities yesterday, we are, I believe it was two days ago, we exposed how his daughter was working and collaborating with this far left progressive organization to promote COVID-19 vaccines. And then, of course, the wife is up at the National Institutes of Health um, running really their kind of ethical uh, overview, oversight operations. She's written a lot of papers urging um, for children to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, Fauci and her have co-authored papers arguing for less rigorous testing standards in the third world. Um, and she's also authored papers saying that it's actually okay for employers to embarrass and pressure their uh, employees into getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, so I think these people like Fauci are so used to the mainstream media, not just giving them softball treatment on what they've done, um, but I don't think anyone over at MSNBC, CNN, NBC apparently has access to the Internet because it's just a quick look up of, of any of these people's family members um, to see what they're doing and how they're really aiding and abetting uh, the agenda of Anthony Fauci. Fauci, do you haven't seen anything yet? This is all this is all just preliminaries. No. These are all love tap. <laughs> these are all love tap. And Natalie's just showing you she's interested. Right. Wait, till, wait till she rolls her sleeves up it, because. <laughs> The daughter and the wife are part of the problem too. The daughter's over at Twitter. You know, she's suppressing stuff like crazy, right? Doing the, you know, for, you know, putting up all the good information they've got and lies they've got on the vaccine and, and putting down anything that's real information or data about why you shouldn't be jabbing uh, babies that are six months old. And, and she's part and, of the problem as, as is the wife. Go ahead, ma'am. There's there's no remorse, um, I think, from these people. And I think the perfect example of this, not just is this whole string of books that's, you know, coming out from the, the Judas Pence types and the Fauci types. But while Anthony Fauci was supposedly advising Donald Trump, um, which now we learn advising is code for forcing the country into lockdowns, the wife was donating to Joe Biden. It's in your face and they're OK with it. 
There, okay. Natalie, hang on for a second. Okay. Short break. We've got uh, Joe Reek from My Patriot. We got James O'Keefe from Veritas. Jack Pasovic from Human Events Daily, and uh, we've got from the Christian Post Brandon Showalter, Joe Allen, Matthew Tierman. Hello. What an hour ahead of us in the world. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 